You listen to him uh, about every night here on uh, Texans All Access. Obviously, he is a, a major part of the broadcast as the sideline reporter for the Houston Texans. And if you want to find one of the best draft sites out there, go to footballtakeover.com. You can look at the Harris uh, 100. I'm wondering if the Harris 100 has changed at all after the combine, especially looking at these quarterbacks. That's what I want to focus on first, John. Did anything we see uh, this weekend, anything you saw this weekend, change your mind or change your feeling or thought process about any of these quarterbacks? Show, I know this isn't sexy, but no, absolutely not. Really? We, we knew Bryce Young was short. We knew that uh, Anthony Richardson was a physical freakazoid. Uh, we knew Will Levis had accuracy, like ball placement issues. We knew that. Um, I, you know, C.J. Stroud, I, you know, at that his press conference was kind of like, man, he showed a little bit of fire in that press conference, which he seems so icy cool all the time. So that was really kind of the only thing I kind of took out of it. But going into the, um, the Combine, I had Young three overall. I had Stroud four overall. Uh, I had Richardson, I think, in the low teens, 17, 18. I had Levis beyond him, and I had Hendon Hooker at five. And I wouldn't, cha- I really wouldn't change anything because, you know, the one thing, and I've sort of learned this, I guess, over the years, and talked to a lot of people about this. It, it, like, you know, when when a coach leaves a place, if he's got. Um, you know, like uh, he's got an offset language in his contract, you know, he can't double dip. Well, you don't want to kind of draft double dip. You don't want to go into the combine thinking Anthony Richardson was a freakazoid and then, oh, my God, he's a freakazoid. Look, and you're like, no, you already knew that. So you can't give him double credit for that in some sense. And so that's what he is. I mean, we knew he was athletically gifted. I mean, we knew he was a big, strong hoss. And we know he can throw, you know, throw a ball 65, 70 yards with ease. We just were able to quantify uh, the level of freak that he is. And I already had him number three. Um, and I think the one thing with Richardson that I look at is just I, – and I, I know there are a lot of factors that go with this. But I just want to see development week after week after week in a, in a positive direction. And I think he would take two steps forward – you know, he was great against Utah. It was incredible. I mean, he made game-winning plays. He made game-breaking plays. The next week against Kentucky, he, he looked like he was maybe the 12th to 13th best quarterback in the SEC. Then he played, you know, Tennessee, and he made plays that no other quarterback in his draft could make. But then he went to Vanderbilt, and he just peed down his leg most of the game. And it's like, okay, well, which guy are we going to get? So I think that's the trouble that I have. Where does he kind of fit in that? But yeah, his physical tools are off the chart. We've been talking about that. I know Clint's been talking about that because I heard I've heard him talk about his tools, and there's no doubt. It's just a matter of how do you deploy those tools on a consistent basis, and that I think is what you know everybody should struggle with with him. And it's a forecasting business, and so how do you forecast it going forward? So, but for me going in, I mean, I'm not I'm not moving any quarterbacks. I, in fact. This this combine I felt good about just from the standpoint of I had guys slotted for the reasons that we saw at the combine. This guy probably not as high because he's not as fast. He's not as big. He's not as strong. This guy I have a rated a little bit higher because his on on field play matched the physical traits and the physical elite things that we needed to see at the combine. So I felt pretty good. So I'll have a few changes. There's no doubt, but it won't be a ton of changes, especially at the quarterback spots. I, I think Johnny. I, I think for the quarterbacks, the top the top four guys. Let's say top three with Bryce not throwing. 
I mean, it, I think it was a great combine for for validation. I think what yes. we saw from C.J. Stroud, it was great because C.J. Stroud brought it right back to the forefront. And on all of our minds right now, there ain't no doubt that it, from a pro-style perspective, throwing that route tree on time, layering the oh, football, yeah. I mean, it was – I mean, he has a, a, a depth – to play in the position, yes. like understanding, I got to throw this football with my feet. Not about my arms, not about my like front shoulder placement and feet. Like he's got that, and he displayed. It was on full display where there weren't pads and helmets where you couldn't see exactly where his eyes were, or his shoulders were. Or, you know, there wasn't a defense moving. Like he's got, he's special from that perspective. But yes. but and Anthony Richardson, like you said, we knew he was a freak, and I, I think Will Levis just validated what I, I've said from jump. I think the hype is way out of control. With him, but I, I think one thing, and I, I wonder, I wondered if you agree with this or, or not. It, it, I think the unique thing about those top four quarterbacks is that they're all different. Yeah, and and, and it's it's like you could sit there, and I don't know. We, unfortunately, we don't get the luxury to do this, but you could sit there and go, "I want to take Bryce Young and put him with this coordinator. I want to take CJ and put him with Frank Reich. I want to put Anthony Richardson with Shane Steichen. I want to put Will. You know, you could do, and that would be." It's a fun game to play based off of their skill set because they're all so different. You know, Clint, you bring up a great point about the word that everybody should, you know, think about in some sense, and that's fit. And I think the guys that we have seen over the years that you go, that guy's an, a bona fide super, like you know that guy's going to be a stud. And it doesn't matter what offense you put him in. I think these guys, you can see a pretty high ceiling, as you said, Clint, with particular offensive coordinators and play callers, and it gets it gets kind of exciting. Now, could you see a guy in a, in a couple of things? Yeah, could you see Bryce in some different ones? Yeah, sure. Um, I think Anthony Richardson to start probably needs probably needs a Shane Steichen to understand how to maximize his legs without getting him absolutely decapitated uh, every single every single down. But I've said this for guys like Richardson, Lamar Jackson. It's funny, Mark and I were just talking about it today at the stadium about we went back and we looked at some of the reports I had for 2018. And one of the things I said about both Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson that year was being able to run isn't going to immediately help them as a passer. But what it does is it can build confidence it can give them opportunities for more sets of downs because they've picked up a first down with their legs. And we're kind of seeing that come to fruition with Justin Fields. But we saw it with Lamar, and we saw it with uh, with Josh Allen as well. I think you could see that with Anthony Richardson. So it's, you know, we live in this world of, well, we want to see what they do today. And it's like, wait a second, with, with all these guys, you're going to need a little bit of time to be able to see them at their max. I mean, look, we thought Trevor Lawrence was – I mean, I did. I thought Trevor Lawrence was, you know, next level. I mean, he was everything we wanted a quarterback. And it obviously had to deal with Urban Meyer, so that's a little different story. But he got through that. And then even about halfway through this year, it really wasn't clicking. And we talked to Frank Frangie, at the, who's a playboy play voice of the Jaguars, and he made an interesting point. He said they had a game against, I can't remember who he said it was, and he threw a pick in the back of the end zone because he threw the wrong guy. He tried to do too much. And he said after that, the light went off for Trevor. He started doing what he was coached. And all of a sudden, he became the Trevor Lawrence we saw over the last half of the year. And I think that's the biggest thing about these four guys in particular. The interview, uh, what we heard about uh, Anthony Richardson was his interviews went great. So it sounds like Will Levis, you know, Richardson, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, they're all coachable kids too, coachable young men. And I think that's massively important for these guys because they do, as you said, Clint, I think they do fit a particular system best. 
And then when they master that, having learned it, I think you're going to see some pretty high ceilings. I just don't want to see one of these guys end up in the wrong spot. Like, God dang it. 